Part of the reason why I'm nostalgic for 90s music because I I don't know if this is fair or not, but I do kind of like attribute like um, certain I don't know. I just feel like there was because there was so much money to be made. Yeah, there was also like risks to be taken. Yeah, right. And so there is some interesting stuff that comes out of that. And now it's like, there's not really money to be made no. from taking risks. Um, unless you're just really lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, yeah, you know, like no one can predict being like a phenomenon or, or, or like being the next big thing or whatever. Like, right. No one can really like predict that, even though like suits and ties, record exec, whatever, you know. They they'll they'll basically be like oh yeah that you know this thing's gonna sell like crazy like hotcakes you know like hotcakes all, all, they all sound like that um but it's like yeah I mean people people largely don't know you know well um yeah so. I I I think maybe maybe it's that same thing where you were you know I remember you you and I would talk about where. There's like something that happens when somebody like makes more money where it's like maybe they don't make the better music that they would if they were in the in the in the shit in the struggle, you know. Um and like in the yeah, 90s like it was a, like There's probably a tipping point. Yeah. You know? Like in the 90s it was like they were just getting out of like hair metal and getting out of that thing and and there's this new sound that was coming up that kind of like honestly to me like the early 90s music was very like telling you know what i mean like it was like you're just coming out of the 80s especially with pop music it was like you're just coming out of the 80s you still have these like lingering you know like samples that you were using and and lingering things that you're doing and and but it it was a new era and then i think like grunge yeah. kind of i this shows my bias completely for like growing up, but I really feel like the '90s m- musically was like this super fertile and innovative like time because you pronounce that super weird, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that, agree. that's so people, so the listeners will think I'm a super big brain smart. <laughs> Innovative. Like, I don't. It's an innovative. I don't say. <laughs> I don't say that word like that. And then innovative. they'll be like, "Well, that guy must innovative." It's like encyclopedia. <laughs> you know, it's like right. You're see, you've ruined it for me now. And that was trying to spelled be, douche, not douche. <laughs> I was trying to be like a Mister Cool guy it's for okay. a moment. Sorry, and you man. Kind of like deflated me. I gotta hey. kibosh it. I gotta. I gotta. You know, check you every now and then. You know. I was attempting to <laughs> create an air of mystery, but like, I, I legitimately you know. don't want to be like too too stupid right now because I actually I think it's a good conversation to have. So you, you, the nineties <laughs> were very fertile. You've taken the wind from my sorry, soul. man. I I loved it. I loved it. We were getting down somewhere, and then it, just my my idiocy like came out a little bit. If anyone still wants to think that I'm like really cool, you're welcome to. <laughs> No, I'm 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 very uh, nostalgic about it as well, and I uh, think that's why yeah, I like that so, one band that you showed me, the uh, Fang Fang Club, or 
Yeah, yeah, fan club. It was a great record. Like, there's a lot of cool UK rock music getting made that's very '90s inspired. But like, mm-hmm. I think of, um, I mean, I don't want to be like that guy, but like even talking about stuff like DJ Shadow or Boards of Canada or uh, even like the the like third, fourth, fifth Beastie Boys records and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like. Hip hop's advancing, rock music is advancing. <laughs> Everyone's trying new things. It's There's money to be made, money to be lost. It's like just this re- very like interesting landscape with very important records to me, you know. And like I could say the same thing about the 2000s. Like the 2000s is kind of like the early 2000s is like the peak of the music industry. Yeah. And then it all sort of comes Crumbled. tumbling down and collapses. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, music today is just really garbage. I do kind of think that, but I agree. Uh, but it's okay, you know. Like the, I all and I say I say this to you, Ryan, all the time. At the, on the other side of the coin, there's also probably more cool music being made today than ever. But it's just like it's true. Are those musicians making a living? But the, they yeah, like, they're not. They're not breaking through, and that's the problem. You know. Right. Um, There's great music getting made. It's just not like nobody cares being you know. presented That's, to people. Well, and if you're like, here's the thing, like, like I don't have the expectation for everyone to come out and be like a music expert, right? And, right. Or or like to be hungry for like knowledge about you know the music industry or to want to like discover new bands. Some people just listening to music is just a part of their relaxation or a part of their work correct you know day correct. or whatever and it's just not it's not that big of a deal so if those people are never exposed to what i would consider the more forward-thinking stuff that's coming out that's exciting then they have no chance to even like it, right you know? but it's like also the impetus is now on the listener to do that mm-hmm. you know it's not like clear channel anymore that goes like right well this is what the kids think, are going to gobble up. This of course, week or and whatever. I think I think music in itself is like just consumed differently than it was. You know, when we were coming up, when we were coming up, it was like it was cool to like collect albums. It was cool to like even even like even if you're not into vinyl, which I am now, but that was a new thing for me, and it's only because it's just fun for me. You know what I mean? Like it's like I'm never going to sell them, even if it's like like I have an original pressing of Wish You Were Here. But I'm never gonna sell that because it's badass. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't want people to have yeah. it. It's it's that whole people lost that whole like like I want this album because it's like something to me. It means something to me, and 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 I want it in its original state, not to like make money or you know. I'm like running into that problem where I'm like trying to sell beanie babies that i had in my fucking attic because like nobody buys those anymore whoa, whoa, wait. but i'm like are you telling me that beanie babies aren't dude, worth I have a, anything i have anymore? a shit ton of be- beanie babies that i'm trying beanie, to get rid of beanie babies, beanie babies. Nah, i got so many beanie babies <laughs> beanie but babies coming on my ears. getting back to the point like like people just don't consume music the same way that they used to like when i was it was like I, more see, okay, important I'm to gonna, me to have something that the artist made you know like, now on, it's just, on the surface on the surface, I agree with you, but also I don't have that perspective. I mean, of course, hey, if you're yeah. 17 and you're and you have this, like, dude, at 17, my taste in music was extremely important to me. 
Mm-hmm. It was like a huge part at of my the time, identity. Yeah. Not that that's like a great thing. You know, I don't really. Yeah. I don't feel that now. I don't no, there's like certainly cool. a lot of bands that I don't like listen to that I like when I started collecting. But yeah, but I started I, collecting I also a don't lot think earlier. That that's like, yeah, I don't think that that's like an important thing. Like you shouldn't elevate your taste to be some like amazing, you know, incredible thing or whatever. It's just, just like what the you, stuff like. you like. And yeah, yeah, but but like at that age, I really did. I can't imagine that there aren't people who th- you know kids who think that like mm-hmm. they have to no we might maybe. not see eye to eye you know but. maybe maybe i don't know man like i i just well, that's don't what I'm saying we don't we don't i haven't really know, i haven't no because like i mean as a bar- when i was a barista in la i worked with a lot of kids coming up like that you know what i mean like that's you know even even though it was like you know you need yeah, to but, l- you, but you were like you were like in holly weird bro bunch of weirdos the weird thing about la that nobody tells you the weird thing about la that nobody tells you that i've that i found was it is a bubble it is a bubble you know what i mean like it's 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 they like to think that they're on the cutting edge of 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 things but in in reality they don't really know what happens on anywhere else in the world a lot of the people that i met anyway um through that job they just all like you know all they knew was like what happened in LA, and that was that was pretty much it. That was their world, yeah. and it it really weirded me yeah. out. You know, um, we, we all get a little guilty of that, um, I suppose. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've experienced that firsthand where people are like, "Dude, like rock music's completely dead. No one even listens right. to rock music." And I'll be like, "Dude, I went and saw the War on Drugs last week, and there was twenty five hundred people. God, you, you saw the War on Drugs sold out room. I, I had an opportunity yeah. to watch them at the bowl, and I was so pissed that I I skipped it. It was only like fifteen bucks. I don't know why I didn't go. I love that Great. band, but that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, there are rock." "Quote unquote artists mm-hmm. who are like doing great. It's right just now. not. Yeah, it's who just not. Like it's everywhere. It's not. It's not. You know, Tame Impala, right? Like Tame Impala is a massive. I don't know if I would consider like, them rock though. Like they're close. I'm gonna put them. Yeah. They play guitars and right, 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 play the drums, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like no, I I gained on, a man. lot more respect for Tame Impala when I found out it. Was, I had no idea it was just the one dude that recorded and made yeah. like all that music. It's but I'm just trying impressive. to say like some like people people like to think like. That, you know, like there's an L.A. bubble that that really believes that like like that live instrumentation and stuff is totally done. And, right. And like, dude, it's just like all about like, you know, going and hyping up the crowd just like Travis Scott does. And you're just like, no, man, like so many people who just do not care about that stuff. At right. All. You know, and I'm not trying to get like super lay wrong generation. No, and I don't, I don't, I don't want. Like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like dive into too much because we have friends that are, that do that stuff, and that's fine. It's I. I personally think that you know, I think that the majority of like what's put out in mainstream right now is not even close to like what represents like a a culture or a bunch of people that like actually like are trying to cultivate good music make good music so yeah there's a lot to it and also streaming like spotify does not is not an even representation of like all different genres no. of music you know no, what I mean? not at all um and just like being really in i that, remember in what, that world like what, it doesn't also it also doesn't equate to like um like touring like a, mm-hmm. a band an, an artist that has a million monthly listeners might not even be able to go on tour because literally nobody even knows who they are because they right. just get those listeners from being on great playlists or and bots. Other stuff and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah not not I, bot, bots is like one thing, but like if you if you have a, a million monthly listeners, that's that's some that's somewhat organic. It's not like completely like th- the only way to do that is to have a lot of su- success being placed on the playlist. And sure. so there are a lot of artists that have 20,000 monthly listeners, but they're literally people who will pay to see them in any town. Of in course. America, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's well, a totally different thing. And that, you know, that, well, therein lies lies the problem. You know, some people do that because they need to be shown in front of a bunch of people, and then you just find out like, just nobody likes your tunes, man. That's just. <laughs> but that's not that's not the case. Like I, I think I, it's more defense, so like I think to to be clear, what I think what I'm trying to say, I guess, is like it doesn't matter if you're good or bad or whatever. Nowadays, there's so much overexposure that it's hard to break through that threshold. Well, you know, to where I'll like say you this. can of the right people to 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 come to the de- defense of someone who might be just like a bedroom producer who's got like a ton of great like streaming you know numbers or whatever like mm-hmm. those people are putting out music that does resonate with people and it might just resonate in like uh you know in like sort of an aesthetic or like a color palette you know what i mean right and that's like really important to people now where it's like I feel this way and this playlist has been cultivated to help me, you know, either f- continue to feel that way or to not feel that way or to, yeah. you know, relish in it or, you know, whatever, whatever your, whatever your current emotional state may be. But it's like, I think that's really important to people. And sometimes um, the music I like doesn't really regard that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, when, when music is it exists really for artistic sake sometimes it doesn't fit into your daily life you know what i mean yeah like unless unless you are able to appreciate it at that level and then you know like for me i am a i'm more on the sort of like art appreciator snobby kind of level of whatever so yeah i mean i can appreciate some stuff that might be more <laughs> challenging or whatever especially with like your mood at the time yeah yeah like i i rarely pick music based on my mood right um but there are times like we were just talking about war on drugs and and you know i'm like i really i'm always in the mood for war on drugs (laughs) and i said dude like put this on dude you you told me and literally like that was my morning jab like for like years and then now to tell you the truth, I think they're my favorite band that has come out in the last like decade. You gotta like, get that coffee cauldron. Oh, up. dude, it's so sick. And you know, you dude, I wrote like roasted, so many songs, sweet roasted, so bean. many songs, like just sitting there. I would, I would basically my morning routine was if I wanted to write that day, like, and I had the day off, I'd throw in War on Drugs, I'd play some like old school Zelda, and I just like listen through like all of Lost in the Dream, and then I'd write a song like immediately after. And it sometimes they sounded a little too close to him, but sometimes it sounded like something completely different. So it was just, it was a great thing, like great discovery for me. Actually, had to grow on me, you know. Yeah, like it wasn't immediate for me. Yeah, and really, like I had listened to them before, and then I moved to Atlanta Mm -hmm. and was like spending every day hanging out with Goldman, 
And he was like, oh, dude, War on Drugs is, like, the best band. And I was like... They are the best oh, band. Really? Like, I, <laughs> fucking awesome. And... <laughs> dude, they just... They were, and I was like... so good. And I don't know... I don't, like... I've met people that, are, like, don't don't dig them, and I, I, I get it. it. It just, like, for me, I don't know. It just does something to me that, like... Yeah. Just makes no, me I, real... I get, I get that. But, but what I was saying is, like, I... I I had already checked them out. I was like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't think that's like really my thing. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what is this band's like Bruce Springsteen plus Dire Straits. And they just, what I always said is it sounded like Tom Petty and Bob Dylan had a hipster love child. And that's like basically how I, how I (laughs) pictured see that, you know, cause there's definitely a hipster element to it for sure that I get like people could be turned off with too hip, but but it's I I always I I try to take Goldman's suggestions you know as seriously as possible and there's some stuff that we don't you know like he yeah. loved like I mean he he grew up he's like 17 years older than me so right he he you know he like he likes a lot of 80s stuff that I'm just like it's good man maybe cool. he'll like my I, song I that I'm about to unveil <laughs> but <unleash>. what I <laughs> he might uh, I we'll see I don't know what the song is but he might not um. But. What what I was gonna say about that is like so then I I really gave it a real shot and I was like oh wow this is like oh it's really great. sticking with me and then like I I was I went to show my brother and I was like dude War on Drugs is so cool you gotta jam it and he was like I don't know man this sucks and I was like <laughs> dude I was like yeah I mean you know him but He's Ty like, is very contrarian to- He's like such a contrarian it's yeah. it's, it's but it's like now nauseating. he jams it all the time oh, of course you know I mean? like. Yeah. yeah, dude. I I knew it would it was a matter of time for Ty to get into it because I'm like yeah. I don't know how. But that was just like a shift. I think like when he moved down to Atlanta, he was there was a lot of stuff he was just like not eager to. He just didn't understand. Yeah, you know? I mean like Ryan Adams and you know even well, stuff like Andy Schaff and uh, dude and, Ryan yeah, Adams self title Ryan Adams self title I think is a perfect record. That self title record is fucking fantastic i listen to that I mean, there's obviously time. like a ton of but a ton of great stuff there but yeah. there's just like this whole world of music that that you know i had sort of been exploring sexual assault shit came out i was like god damn it not not ryan <laughs> oh no, that sucks you know what i mean like i was like he's a ah he's a troubled he's a troubled scumbag ah, it bro. sucks because i've heard he's an <laughs> one asshole. of many so many people told yeah. me in la that he was such a prick and I just didn't want to believe oh, him because I just, he influenced me a lot. Like his his record influenced my record yeah. a lot. That self-titled Ryan Alvin's record, like, influenced me a ton. And yeah, then War on Drugs. There's a lot of people saying that sentence, Yeah, honestly. Anyway, Jesus. So, uh, this was a yeah, this was a very long. And this is boring, dude. Honestly, yeah. This is, honestly, this is a boring <laughs> talk. <laughs> Welcome everybody Snoring to Sultans of Slap. Holy crap! Sultans of Snooze, more. Yeah, like no it. kidding, dude. We were at twenty, the minute mark at twenty, and we're our, we were just like bullshitting about twenty. Yeah, let's cut it. Let's cut it down. Let's dump it. Let's dump it. We'll start right here. I think we're good without without dump dumping. it. But we didn't dump do it last it. episode. Nate, what are you up to? What are you What are you working on right now? What's your What's your thing? Oh my goodness, I spent all day. In the studio with my buddy Jason. Nice. Slaving away. Jason is Jason of 
becoming the archetype, correct? Or previously, previously, formerly, formerly, formerly. Now, now in an act called Death Therapy. Yep, it's super fun. The record's gonna be awesome. It's like real rock and roll. Got all this cool adventurous stuff on it. It's great. We have a good time. That's rad. We get down to the nitty. I remember meeting him at like Cornerstone like years and years and years ago. <laughs> Cornerstone like twenty ten. Yeah, dude. I remember he, him and Jeremy hit it off. Him and Bondin hit it off. Yeah, dude. Jeremy and I was loved. BTA. Oh, he was he was very very much he was a fan. Nerd. Um, yeah. but he, he started talking to him and I think I just was like tagging along, doing my rhyming shit, probably saying inappropriate things at the time. That's what you did. That was Ran my thing. Mouth. I, I had no filter folks. It was a bunch of bullshit. Do you have a filter now? Maybe a little bit. <sighs> I think, I think Maybe I've grown bit. into it to where I know who I am and I Maybe know. Maybe a membrane. I know mm-hmm. enough to know when to like quit, you know, when to be like, okay. When to clam it. All right. Hey, buddy, clam it. <laughs> All right. Hey, there, guy, clam it. <laughs> hey, man, better clam it. Hey, dude, there. better clam it up, bro. Hey, man, he he running your mouth over there. Better clam it. Yeah, dude. No, I think I think I grew into it where I was like, you know, I can't act necessarily like stop being who I am, but I can at least get to it to a point where people didn't give a Never shit. Never stop being you, man. That's you. Dude, with me, man, I, I mean, you know, you know, you knew me back. <laughs> All right, I take it I back. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. I take it back. There were times where I needed to, like, kind of, like, pull back on the reins. I just kind of You're an didn't interesting ha- man. You've kept my life very interesting. <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean. Many, many you years. Know, you know. That's why we're good friends, because you could, you could actually tolerate it to a point where. We're going on what, like, uh, we're going on about in the neighborhood of 14 years? Yeah. 15 yeah, years. I was the the best man in your wedding, and I said the most awkward speech that I still regret to this day. I forgot it, so we don't got to think about it. All right. (laughs) Like, every now and then, I have one of those shoutings in the shower where I, like, think about back, like, what I said, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Why did I do that? (laughs) Oh, God. Shower shout. (laughs) You know, it's so awkward. He's got himself a case of the shower shout. I think the speech was fine. I think that when I tried to break out, to sing it's not unusual which i promised you i would do it was not good it just was it wasn't very... great but i <laughs> it was just the greatest day mm-hmm. of my life so yeah i you married your best friend it. and she consequently became my best friend it was, it was great it was wonderful it was it's such a blur to think about now but you know what? it was a really good wedding man it was, it it was, was a lot great. of fun we're getting Thanks. real serious in this one I let's get to it. the freaking song jeebus Jeebus, Regress. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord, Regress. The song I'm going to introduce to you is a song by Duran Duran. Um, I figured, okay. so I, I figured in like the first two episodes were just rockers, straight rockers, and they were pretty much both of them were from the 70s. And so I was like, man, I need to like broaden my horizon. So last week I did The Weight of My Mistakes by Seal. And uh, this week I'm going to do. The Reflex by Duran Duran. Um, it's an 80s jam. And it is truly slap, slap the delicious. Sing- the single version? I don't know, man. I have it on uh, like kind of like a greatest hits thing, but I can I can look it up, you know, whichever one you're looking up. All right, I don't I don't think I'm gonna do 
weird. I, no, actually, let's just do the normal record, not the deluxe one. Okay. Because it's longer on the deluxe, but I think let's just go to the the standard release. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's fine with me. I don't I don't know this song, so let's. Okay. Try it. Um. Okay. So. You ready? ready to, yeah, I'm ready, buddy. Three, two, one, play. Are those claves? You know it. <laughs> oh, that bass. Boom, boom, boom. That's the jam. Right there, there you for go. Me. I don't think I've ever heard that song. It's great, honest. man. It's great. It's interesting. It's It goes ah! all... Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of that. The chorus, though, is just like... Oh, dude. It's almost one of those songs where it's like, I wish I could rewrite the verses and then just keep that chorus because that chorus slays. Man, it's like, I mean, just like listening to it one time, it's a little hard because yeah. it's dense. It's, it's very super much dense. that 80s, like mm-hmm. overproduced, like yeah. a million things going on. With the weird, like, know. clippy, like, not, 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 not in the beginning, you know? And that. That's actually one of my favorite parts of this song. Yeah. I, that's perplexing. That's like really a cool thing to have appear at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sort of the chopped and screwed vocal kind of like sampling thing is really cool. Um, and I'm not like I'm not a Duran Duran fan. Like I don't listen to their music. Of course. I mean, I know, I know Hungry Like a Wolf because, you know. <laughs> So at some point, I'll be a Branson uh, uh, artisan uh, soda shop, and I'll hear "Hungry Like a Wolf" on the stereo. You know, yeah. I mean, like it's just every, it's everywhere. So that's hard to avoid, um, as as well. I'm sure as a bunch of other songs by them, but that I don't know. But um, yeah, this is an interesting tune. It's man. very odd, but it's like it's it's one yeah. of the like I told you, like it it is a song. That I heard the chorus first, so I didn't hear the song first. I heard this in like some indie flick with uh, I can't remember what the person's name with Simon Pegg and and Lake Bell or I think her name's Lake Bell. I can't remember what her name. Lake something. What what but, movie? Uh, what movie is this? Some British movie, some really dry like rom com indie flick. Okay. But uh, they do the reflex. I, dance. I usually dig. I usually dig Lake Lake Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if I've seen it. But of they it. like start dancing, and it's like in the scene where they're like trying to talk about like their past relationship of like why this she found. I guess, I don't know what happened, but something happened where they were mad at each other, and they're doing the reflex dance because apparently that was a thing in the in the in Britain. You know, it was a big hit really? hit hit in the UK. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess the movie the movie's called Man Up. There you, there go. you go, Man Up. There you go. It. Uh, people of the web. It was just one random day where I was drunk and feeling lonely and wanted to watch something that would break my heart. <laughs> watch that. Okay, unrelated note. <laughs> I, 
I've been extremely busy and extremely stressed and like anxious yeah. and just finishing huge projects that mean the world to me and like yeah. all these other things. Um, and uh, my medicine, my sweet, sweet serum has just been watching rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sometimes you gotta, um, you know? And it's been great. And like, that's like usually, cause I'll be, you know, I, I, so I'm, I'm done mixing now, but I, I have a question mixing. for you, Nate. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Do you, and this is going to be a, a long, a stretch, but do you feel it in your fingers? Do you feel <laughs> it in your toes? Toes. Um, I didn't watch that, but I've seen that movie so many times, yeah, and I own that's a good that Christian. Cr- Christian, oh, that's a good actually, Christmas movie. Great, that's a good Christian movie. But anyway, so that's what I saw. Uh, that's what I saw it in, and it was. But they only played. I mean, they played the like verses, but the it started with the freaking just the chorus, and I think that chorus is so cool. It's like it's weird. It's yeah. weird. It's like it starts here and then goes here. And that it, that's like the building block that I put in my mind, like the Lego piece. That's like the this this Lego piece. I don't know, where like one side of it is low and one side of it's high. It's like the reflex, and it ends with that. Yeah. It's you know what I mean. It's like it's actually it's, really funny that you bring that up because as we were listening to that song, I kept thinking to myself like, this song would make so much sense in a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like I was like, what's this song? What like what is this song's purpose? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this song is designed to be in a movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah. it does not surprise me that, that it was in one. Takes sort of a front and center yeah, yeah. place in some movie. Because um, I, I thought that immediately once kind of it, it was like getting to the chorus, I was like, Okay, this is a movie song. Right. You know? Right. Not that the song is particularly like cinematic, but <laughs> No, there's a certain type of song that does work for like romantic comedies mm-hmm. or or even like even like dramas like to to I don't know I mean there's just like a certain like mood that you can right really like uh, it's very easy to set the mood with a song like this yeah yeah um, it, it, I looked it up and it was it was you know a little bit bigger in the UK than it was here but. Uh, Sure. It's sick, dude. I love that chorus. The song has nearly 30 million plays on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. a small song. No, no. Means. By any stretch of the imagination. I've never, I'd never heard it before. Yeah. Um, That's why yeah, I was like, I could have gone with that other one, or I could have go with this one, and I was like, let's go yeah, with this Yeah, an interesting opening track seems kind of like a a little bit of a like adventurous, almost like a musical flex, like, hey, we're going to do all this ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy, weird, weird stuff. I actually don't know enough about Duran Duran. Maybe they do that kind of stuff all the time, and I'm just they do. That. It's it's oh, you know there you go. They Duran 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 Flock of Seagulls Oingo Boingo. They're all like put in that same like category. <laughs> you know that same well, yeah, bubble. I, I probably, but yeah, I think okay, out enough. of out of the you know three, those are the three biggest like in my mind. Those are the three biggest like. 80s bands where they just did like so much sampling to where it's like this is impossible to replicate live. I mean, like there's like a couple bands in okay, that era. Okay, first of all, Depeche Mode for sure is the biggest. You're right. You're right. Bands. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then you have In Excess like is great. Fears. Yeah, but yeah. that's I wouldn't say Tears for Fears is the same thing because they did a lot of live instruments for Tears for Fears. 
Yeah, true. Tears for Fears is banned, and I or would, like, would or be like, surprised if we didn't uh, do or one. Or like times, Orchestral but. Maneuvers in the Dark. They're another band. Okay. Yeah. That's like way more obscure, but. I'm saying Duran Duran, like, in the very, like, it's almost like it's tongue-in-cheek, but they're actually, you can tell they're, like, good at it. You know what I mean? Like, where it's, you know, Oingo Boingo did, like... Dude, here, I'm not here to extol Oingo Boingo, okay? Oingo Boingo... I don't... Listen. All right. (laughs) Oingo Boingo fans. Listen, I'm not gonna... If you're coming here thinking I'm about to say something really nice, really cool about Oingo Boingo, you, you need to... You need to check yourself. All right. Are you ready for these lyrics? Because I've never read these lyrics. So let's, I want to hear these. Okay. So you've gone too far this time, but I'm dancing on the Valentine. I, well, Jesus. I, okay. I tell you somebody's fooling around with my chances on the danger line. I'll cross that bridge when I find it another day to, to make my stand. Oh, whoa. High time is no time for deciding if I should find a helping hand. Oh, whoa. Why don't you use it? Try not to bruise it. Buy time. Don't lose it. Oh, why don't you? Yeah, repeat. And then the reflex is a lonely child who's waiting it by the park. The reflex is in charge of finding treasure in the dark and watching over Lucky Clover. Isn't that bizarre? And every little thing that reflex does leaves you leaves you answered with a question mark. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Sounds like. Yeah, uh, go I, ahead. I don't got the. I don't got the big fat brain to try to understand all that. <laughs> that one is a. It's like okay. Uh, the reflex maybe, is a lonely I, child. I, That's funny. Um, I don't. I, listen, I don't. I don't have the lyrics in front of me. I don't know what the yeah. intention. Is. I've never heard the song before. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know what okay. the song's about. Or, I'm on a ride and I want to get off. <laughs> But they won't slow down the roundabout. I sold the Renoir, 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 like R E N O I R, Renoir, and TV set, whatever. I don't know what Renoir means. Somebody tell me. I sold the Renoir and TV set. Don't want to be around when this gets out. So why don't you use it? Try not to bruise it. Buy time, don't lose it. The reflex is the lonely child who's waiting in the park. Yeah, yeah, that blah, blah, blah. And then the end changes, and it goes, Oh, the reflex, what a game. He's hiding all the cards. The reflex is a charge of finding treasure in the dark. Yeah. Like I said, maybe it's an there's odd something one. profound. There, there might be something profound in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend to know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'll say this. Here's a, here's a problem for me with Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. It's like this type of music and era of music mm-hmm. just does not... With the exception of putting it in some sort of deliberate context, right? Like putting it in a movie or whatever, right. you know, like it doesn't really ever speak to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So you, you, like, you're going to say it's it's a it's a for for slapper. Well, I like for me mm-hmm. personally, this is, does not slap. Mm. Um and yeah, I welcome any criticism about that because that's okay. I don't think that the song is bad or that it isn't like interesting. Like it's or or that like it's got a nice groove. It's got like this crazy production that's like really kind of 
sort of the stamp of the 80s of this overproducing everything like a million tracks of like crazy stuff and mm-hmm. you know the tracks usually sound great and it's really cool and but yeah it's just this type of music doesn't really appeal to me i guess the exceptions being like you know the very most famous uh you know examples of this hungry like stuff, a wolf you know yeah are you hungry? Yeah, but even hungry like yeah, hungry like the wolf. I would maybe say like yeah, yeah. I could see now that. I could see that being. See, I lump I lump Duran Duran to me as like I lump Duran Duran in as like uh like the, like Oingo Boingo and 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 uh uh flock of seagulls and and shit like that. Like I kind of lump them as this like they're the same band in my mind. Like it's like that's the same thing. Um, Dang man! Like when I hear that, I hear I there I ran. Is. You know, I ran. I ran so far away. See, That's, I like that song. The song's great, like quite a bit. Um, God, God, I feel God, like God. that song. I never want to be the person that's like. Hey, I feel like that song is more just kind of like bowling it down the middle. Like that doesn't sound very appealing to me. But for this era, yeah, I'm not really interested in the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. The 80s are tough for me. Like, the 80s are one of the decades of music that I like the least amount of music from, I would guess. Interesting. I would... Yeah, like, I love music from the 70s. Of course. Like, love, love, love. Um, Not, I mean, not everything from the 70s, but, like, yeah, in general, like, 70s rock and, like, pop and R&B mm-hmm. and all that stuff, I really, I really dig that. Um, but yeah, 80s music is really tough for me. Just not, you're just know. not buying it. Yeah. I don't know. I, partly because I don't, I didn't grow up with any stuff from the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think my dad ever liked it. So it was like, I don't know. just sort of skipped. skipped yeah. That. And my then, dad would probably agree with you. <laughs> my dad thinks yeah, that the 80s are the, the worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, my, you know, it's like being, (laughs) it's like being the age that we are right now. Right. And then having kids now and then raising them through this decade and be like, yeah, I don't really care about any of this. Well, yeah, but we didn't, you know, it always skips one because we didn't really grow up in the 80s. We grew up in the 90s mostly. No, what I'm saying is, like, say we don't have children, either of us, but. Say yeah. we do, and Thank God. we have them tomorrow, <laughs> and yeah. they grow up, and and all throughout the the twenty twenty to twenty thirty, it's only garbage music that comes out. <laughs> that's what the eighties was. <laughs> parents. That, no, that, so that's what I'm saying. Like that's how I would feel. No, that I'd makes like, a lot oh, of sense. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to raise you on like something some junk that comes out in 2021 or whatever like, <laughs> yeah for sure you know what i mean like and that's not fair because i don't know what's coming out but um yeah, yeah i just i my I record like, <laughs> i i'll say this the genres and the like like specificity of like decades has changed so much like every genre is going to exist in 2020 to 2030 like every genre will be represented you, you think so? I mean? Yes, of course. It's just how the internet has made that possible. Mm-hmm. 
you want to find a bunch of ska records made from 2020 to 2030, there's going to be. Oh, man. I hope it's a real big fish. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Five Iron Friends. <laughs> no, I'm, it's going to be new bands. No, there's going to be no, new screw bands. That. I want to hear Five Iron Frenzy. Ska. Well, I'm, they, I'm Five sure Iron Frenzy could be making a like cover. Did they put out a record a couple years ago. No shit. What was it called? Did I you listen? listen. I, I did well, not. I'd have to look it up. Dude, you got to say I was going to say like I don't think you listen to it, so you're talking a big game over here like I'd listen to anything Five Iron would put out and I'm like Cuz Five Iron's dope. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me that Five Iron isn't dope. They represent a time in my life that <laughs> there I'm not going to ignore. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's pointless. It's pointless to be like... But yeah, am I interested in listening to music like that right now? No, not at no. all. Like, yeah. I, I hear you. So you say no slap for reflex. Okay. I'm going to say no slap for me. That's a no slap. Um, because you just happen to pick kind of a style that doesn't resonate you know, doesn't jive yeah it sure doesn't, doesn't really do much for me legit you know? legit like it was my it was my one poll where i was like i need to diversify a little bit if so and that i totally respect that you're jamming it because you were loving it man you oh it's like, sick get dude i love that chorus going on that's the thing it's one of those songs where i was like i wish i could rewrite the verses and then just like make that chorus a chorus of one of i my appreciate songs, about the band and about the song that it is like it is adventurous. I love mm-hmm. that about it. But sonically and like, yeah, I don't know. There's just like, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. For for a lot of different reasons. Man, the last two episodes. But like I said, I, I'm so glad. It, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of bands that I love that were like super inspired by it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's great. Yeah. So. You know, we can move go, on. Go get them. <laughs> Go get them. We're em. already at minute 50. Dude, we're going deep. <laughs> what, what are we at? Minute 50. <laughs> a minute? We're not over a minute. minute. Yeah, no, uh, never mind. Just an hour? We're almost to an hour. This is the first oh. episode that would have made it to an hour. Oh, we're at minute 50. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're tired. My um, poor buddy Nate has been recording a a, a, a band, and he is, he is a little tuckered. I'm zonked. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's okay, so sorry. Your, your song doesn't slap for me. Yeah, that's you fine. Okay. Yeah. You ready for my tune coming at you? What, what, what are we looking for? All right. The band is Vicious Vicious. Okay. This is probably the most obscure thing I've brought up. The name is called Vicious? <laughs> vicious Vicious. Two times. Oh. Yep. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh yeah, vicious, vicious. This is this the vicious, vicious. <laughs> Some of their songs vicious, vicious. haven't even broken a thousand plays. So, just to give our audience a clarification. <laughs> They have two hundred months. Nobody listens to my music, and it's like it's at least over (laughs) that, I believe. Okay, (laughs) so we're gonna jam the song. Here come the police. Are you ready? (laughs) Uh, I'm looking. I don't see it. 
what what album is it off of? Oh, there it is. Um, it should be their yep. second most played the song. The Police. With, fourth, with 4,000 songs. T-H-A, people. The Excuse Police. me, with 4,000 plays. 4,344 plays. We're about to make it 4,346 plays Six, yeah. right now. All right, you ready? They're pretty lucky. Count me off. All right, three, two, one, play. It's a slick bass line. Oh, yeah. It's almost like skit-esque. The crickets and the yeah. foot, yeah. the door shut. and Get ready. Yeah. I just got to say, fuck you, Nate. <laughs> I think you're winning the, every every episode. Shit. There you go, dude. <laughs> vicious, vicious. Here come the police. Uh, that's a serious song, I feel like dude. you win all like I just uh, it sucks yes I love it and it job. slaps yes of course I love it and it slaps yeah. I've got the easy job I think it's got yeah it's slick it's slick and it's unknown but it's it shouldn't be that's pretty rad. I could hear that yeah. like that's like a Jeff Beck wannabe. You know what I mean? Like that. that like yep. That's basically. Well, like, or, or, you talking about Beck, not Beck. Jeff Beck? Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like a Beck wannabe. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's Beck. So I like to. <laughs> I think it was. I don't know who put it this way, but it's like Beck impersonating. Prince, yeah. So like vi- this vicious, vicious song sounds like Beck trying to be Prince. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've heard that about not not vicious, vicious, but I've heard other, I've heard other songs and artists described as yeah, that sounds like that record where Beck tried to be Prince. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, which I've always, which has always stuck with me as like this really interesting, kind of like, Oh yeah. Beck's um, an, Beck's that? an interesting character too. Like he, you know, in, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk shit about Beck, but, but I, I have like my own thing about Beck. I love some of his tunes, but it, some of parts of parts of me like feels like, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like, it's almost like he doesn't have his a style of his own. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very, it's a very like no, obviously like probably no, nobody shares my sentiment about him. But I just feel well, like there's so, there's times okay. b- about him where I'm like it's sick, but it also like makes me like yeah, just find I'll it, say find this thing. Let that, me. So you know. I've listened to Beck for a long time. Yep. And we're not talking about Beck. We're talking about this vicious, vicious. Song, yeah, yeah. But. Beck, but let's I be honest. Like has, this this could have been a Beck song. Yeah. Easily. So Beck has eras of like highly original material, and then he has like okay. So we're talking about Beck uh, imitating Prince, which would be right predominantly like the Midnight Vultures record from like absolutely, the late 90s. absolutely. I was wondering that which, record. Yeah. Yeah, that record feels like like Beck trying to be Prince, right? But right. he follows that up with a record called Sea Change, which is like way different. Yeah. And he's always kind of doing that. And I feel like, you know, like like Odele to me, that's a very like original sounding record. Yeah. And interesting sounding record. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, 
You know what I mean? And like, and then he goes through periods where, like, I, like I love the record morning phase from like the mid twenty tens. Yeah. Um, and but that record doesn't feel really very uh, <laughs> forward thinking. It's mostly like that one and the one before it, which I can't recall the name of. Um, they're both like kind of like acoustic folky type records, and they're really good but i don't feel like they're like forward thinking and then the next record after morning phase is colors which is like really pop inspired and also not super super original but like to me i'm not a huge like modern pop music fan did you like some of the stuff he what's up did you listen to like his newest stuff I've listened to the new ones called Hyperspace. I've listened to it a couple times. Yeah. There's stuff I like about it. In general, it's not going to be one I like return to it. No. But um, yeah, that's kind of his thing. But anyway. I mean, it's, it's, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that constant like reinvent reinvention of oneself where it's like, dude, just pick a flavor. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just pick. No, but that's, that is not what he does. No. In any way. No, not at all. He's never done that. No. Um. Anyway, vicious. So, l- tell me more about this artist. Yes. it's. I hate it because it's so fucking the, funky. It's so funky, dude. It's <laughs> like I was. I was so hoping I that own, like this one was gonna be like the one where I'm gonna be like, you know, Nate. I just don't think she slaps, <laughs> man. You know, <laughs> I did it the first episode, hey, and you've been punishing me ever since. <laughs> with with yeah, just okay. like this is. Hey, man. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta put your neck out, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You gotta put your neck out and say like, "I think this slaps." Mm-hmm. I'll put, I'm gonna put my neck out again. You know, yeah. this one is a pretty safe bet. I think pretty much this. It's song just is really just funky, such a slammer, especially when yeah, it when super. it when it comes to that like last chorus where that on the keyboard like I don't know what what notes those are, but um, you don't gotta know the notes. That's rad. That's rad. That you know, the, like he goes up the the bridge into the final chorus is so good. Yeah, yeah. It's like crank your car stereo all the way up. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I so I own this EP that this record is on. That's rad. Uh, the reason why is because <laughs> this is a Minneapolis. Band, no shit. You know? I knew I heard it somewhere. So, I've heard that chorus. I've heard that. Yeah, you've probably heard it in the van at some point. I probably, probably. It, you, know we, you probably played it. Yeah, almost. That's certainly. sick. Um, it's great. And and you know, I don't have a lot to say. Like this is the only record of theirs I, I have, and I like the whole. It's like seven songs or something like that, and I like yeah. the whole thing. Um, and yeah i mean i I'll, i guess i give a tiny little brief history of why i know about this band and whatever mm-hmm. there was a band that i was thinking about putting on the show and maybe i will at some point that i grew up really liking a local band called the olympic hopefuls oh i remember um, them man yeah and they were yeah. very like extremely power pop inspired mm-hmm. like weezer yeah. and and blur and all those you know, and the Beatles and stuff like that. It was just very much the stuff I was into, you know. Yeah, dude, they were up. great. They were my favorite types of bands, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the Olympic Hopefuls were awesome, and I went and saw them a million times, like, as a teen. 
I remember um, Tyler. <laughs> if I rode with Tyler one time, and he had their one of their records, and he was listening to. Yeah, they were like it's real a band. I was like, and my girlfriend at the time was like really, really into them too. So yeah. we would go see them like a lot, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah. So like we, yeah, it's just like this band that like meant a lot to me. And the thing about the Minneapolis scene is, is really. No, very few bands go anywhere. Like yeah. out of the Minneapolis, scene. it's kind of weird. A lot of great, there's a lot of amazing music, like mm-hmm. really great music that just never picks up and leaves. Agreed, you dude. Know, King the, of the Thief was one of those bands to me where sure. I was like, I, I mean, could not dude, believe that it weren't the next best thing in indie rock. I love that so record. So many bands like that that I from from growing up in the in Minneapolis scene that I think. Dude, Motion City so was good. the only one that like got any kind of like traction out of that like they're not the, era. They're not the only band, but Close. yeah, I mean, there's not that many notable alternative rock bands or whatever. You, you played with a, with one of them. You played with Author. I think I think they deserve some kind of like credit. Yeah, Author even ha- struggles to find like I mean they we toured a lot, so we do have like a national audience. But even Author like didn't break. Mm-hmm. really into the you know maybe still they're still a band they're still trucking away right so go get them go get them boys you know? same with me um, it's just the way the way <laughs> it goes man like yeah you don't know yeah. what's gonna but, hit you know right but there are a so, lot of minneapolis bands and a lot of like 90s era bands like you showed me that one last week where i i've been like kind of researching them and, and looking at them and holy shit man like I don't even know yeah. that that was a thing. You know what I mean? Like, but Marcy Playground was from there. They had Sex and Candy and fucking Closing Time and shit like that. Closing Actually, time. Brandon, the guy that I yeah, wrote with no. in L.A., like, knows Brian from Semisonic. Yeah. It's crazy. No, okay, there there are there are Minneapolis bands that broke. I mean, I guess, but not really though. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, if I feel like it didn't really have its day. You know, like. Well, There's a lot of well, good Prince, music that Prince comes out being, of Minneapolis. Obviously. Prince being the big one, of right? course. Of course, Prince is yeah. the big, big daddy o. I want to do one an episode with him, but I feel like it's just too obvious. I, I, all I would say well, is just all of Purple Rain Prince, is fucking fantastic. Prince slaps. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like almost every P- Prince thing slaps. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing. Prince yeah. is just like the most. He's Prince. Unbelievable musician. Like crazy songwriter, performer, just a avant-garde human being, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah, he's just incredible. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it's it's crazy Vicious Vicious. It's Tell cr- me about you so you saw them so, open for okay, Olympic Hall. Vicious Hulkles. Vicious. No, no, no. Vicious Vicious is w- w- there's two vocalists from Olympic Hopefuls. Oh no shit. Uh yeah. And this is one of them. His name's Eric something. I don't remember. I would have when I was sixteen. I could have told you all about it, but mm. I don't really remember. Um, but anyway, so this is one of the vocalists. And as that band sort of like started to become less active, um, mm-hmm. this dude kind of went on, and he was in another much more popular band that I can't remember the name of, and I'll have to do a little digging to find out what it was, but. So he kind of went on, on to be in like a national touring act, um, which is kind of interesting. But this was his solo project, basically. He just was like, oh, I'm gonna, instead of putting out solo records, I'm just going to call it Vicious Vicious. And that was going to be that. 
um which is cool and yeah so like i went and saw vicious vicious and bought this record and that's great and this song always stuck with me because it literally just bumps yeah bump you right out the car that last, it's so good that last co- there that last like dance groove or the that's it's just it's really rad yeah extremely funky production um and decidedly like minneapolis funk which mm-hmm. is cool you know absolutely been, you know like gone to mambo's combo and stuff many 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 times absolutely like, you know Watch Jelly Bean Johnson get on stage. I remember Jelly Bean. Time. Yeah, yeah. So like, the there's a Minneapolis every funk time. thing. Yeah, <laughs> same fucking hey, solo. Don't you? I'm not. Don't I'm not. I'm not bragging on. I'm not, I'm not bagging on Jelly Bean. Like you played don't with Prince's band, so I can't. Jelly Bean Johnson. But that was shit. Was hilarious. Like the dude looked like Bo, and he just got up on stage and Nate he didn't look like a whole. <sighs> I don't know, man. He had a top hat on though. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Nate Nate used to bring me to this bar and apparently uh he told me Prince's band play every what like every Tuesday or something. Well somewhere in northeast. What was the uh, name of that bar? Bunkers. Yeah, Bunkers. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And we went and saw basically Prince's band without you know, minus Prince. Which I'm still bummed about. I lived in Minneapolis ten years, never saw him play live ever before he died. Never yeah. saw him play live. That sucks. Yeah, Mambo's Combo's cool. I'm sure it's probably still going well. Now, as of right now, probably not, but it's probably yeah. was still a thing up until, you know, earlier. It was a year. lot of fun. We saw, I saw it's, my first, before I even moved to LA, I saw my first Botox woman. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that was where you saw first my first Botox? super Botox girl lady, and she was on the prowl, and it was hilarious because I just literally looked at her like, you look so weird, <laughs> like, like, you look like so an, odd. Yeah. <laughs> you look like an alien. <laughs> you look like an alien. <laughs> nah, dude, this Dang, song is dude. sick. Cause I remember that melody, that doodle did did did. I remember that shit. Yeah. I always thought it was a hit. Like I always thought it was like some, you know. No. I always thought it was like some Beck song no. or something like that. You know. No, this ain't no hit, man. Mm-mm. Nobody's listening to this thing, dude. I saw the I saw the plays. It's crazy, yeah. man. That's a good Nobody's song. Nobody's listening to this song. She slaps. That song it's, slaps. It's great. It's a super cool song. Man, we're really getting you know. into it. You know, we're really get, really. We're, I think we're digging deep for these these upcoming episodes. We're really yeah. digging this one. This one feels a little unfair because I've loved this song since I heard it. It's not on. Unfa- nothing's know. nothing's unfair, Nate. Nothing's nothing. Everything's fair game. You know. Yeah, and I don't want to just turn this into like, hey, listen, listen to this awesome Minneapolis song that no one knows because it's just some local song, you know? right? But this song, I really actually deserves to be I, like a bumper and a thumper. You know I, I mean? really will tell you that, dude. Like when I <laughs> lived there, I saw, heard some of the best music I've ever heard. So I feel like Minneapolis kind of doesn't get as much credit as it should because there's a lot Man, that's, of that's good musicians. That's its own fault. That's why I had to yeah. get out of there. You know, I mean, mon- amongst other reasons, but yeah, it's just yeah. like the music scene there is just so content with just staying put and. Just, I know, you know, I know, and that was why we both we both kind of have had like an exodus out of there because yeah. It was fun. It was great when we I, played, but yeah, 
I love the city. I love going back to visit. I don't have a lot of interest in living there again. No, um, you don't think because, you will. No, anymore? not really. No. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. Like I love it. I think if I was just like more of a punch the clock kind of guy, maybe like you know, sure. Or or maybe if my career was just like going bonkers, yeah, good, yeah. Maybe I would have like another have a house place there, there or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, I love. It. I really really love the city, but I don't. Um, I just it's yeah, I don't know. it's funny to me. It's it's like it's. Yeah, it's it we we kind of talked about that at length, you know, when we were playing music and stuff together. We were just like it's just so incestuous the music scene there. It's 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 very you know, it's very you if you if you're in Minneapolis, you know, but if you're not, you don't. And and that's that's kind of the bummer because there are a lot of really good musicians that I met through playing shows with you and playing shows there in general graduating high school and then moving to this major city and then you know you kind of inter- you you guys kind of introduced me to a lot of good musicians there's a lot of guys that are still you know working stiffs that i think are a billion times better than me or anybody that i've ever heard and they just don't they don't get noticed nobody knows what they're doing well a big lesson i learned there was that it's not necessarily just about how good you are. No, right? it's not. It really doesn't have. It, it doesn't have nothing to do with it, but it doesn't have everything to do with it. It's sure. true. It's not just like if you're the best ever, you're gonna succeed. Well, I think that was our business model, and we all know how that went. So, <laughs> well, we weren't the best ever, <laughs> no, we even close. Not even close. We we weren't even. I don't even know if we were scraping the undercarriage of good. You know what I mean? We were trying. You know, we were trying. We were we were giving it a hundred percent. We were giving it the old college try, but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's. I dropped out of college, so. <laughs> All right, man. Right. We gotta wrap it, <laughs> dude. We this has been a very serious one. This is our first serious hey man, one. Sometimes you got Sometimes you gotta. Uh, add a little somber spice. Yeah, get really to the app. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude. Just like no reason to live. Let's look. <laughs> no, that's not. It's not, it's not that, dude. I picked like the most party song ever. It's mine. true. It's true. It's true. We both kind of yeah. did, but mine did not slap. Yours, I unfortunately have to say, definitely. Hey, slaps, so. yours could absolutely slap for you, dude. It slaps. It me. slaps me off, but it's cool. That, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I was trying to let it down as easy as possible. It's just not my cup of tea necessarily. <laughs> That's fair. All right, guys. All right, uh, let's, let's sign it off. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next week.